0: What are the geographical limits of the Rosemary Hills area? This is only a contemporary concern. In the 12,000 year prehistory, before naming borders and boundaries became practical, one could not simply define what we now call Rosemary Hills as the limits of the eight square miles surrounding the golf course. Let us start tracking forward on the prehistoric chronology of the land of Rosemary Hills, tracing the shifting environments and the ebb and flow of animals and civilizations. Try to remove any preconceptions of the buildings, roads, and neighborhoods that you see today. It is 25,000 BC in Rosemary Hills, Our town is buried under an enormous ice field two to three times as thick as the largest skyscraper in the world is tall. From there, it will take some 14,000 years for the land on which you stand today to be exposed to the sun again. As the massive continental glacier melts, It leaves behind souvenirs of narrow ridges and piles of material called moraines, seen here today, especially in the topography around the golf course and putting the hills in Rosemary Hills. Eventually, families of early humans wander into these gently rolling hillsides, walking together in bands of people as they follow the migration of the mastodons, mammoths, and giant elk that graze on the dense forests, eccentric plant life, and endless colorful flowerbeds of this exceptionally lush area. These early humans know a special place when they see one. An exciting era begins locally from 8000 to 2000 BC in the Archaic period. The inhabitants of Rosemary Hills react to significant changes in the climate and landscape. They continue to hunt, but also become expert vegetation gatherers the variety of new resources they acquire from the land give them more time to explore other activities and new interests. Concepts of art, religion, and economics begin to evolve, then flourish and deepen. In the many archeological sites discovered in the Rosemary Hills area, the predominant people represented are the savvy settlers of the archaic period their descendants, the Woodland People, expand this golden age. Pottery is invented, art, and various other cultural activities become highly stylized. The arc of the prehistoric drama of Rosemary Hills takes us from a land entirely enveloped in ice to the peak of the Woodland People's cultural complexity. It was a new dawn a time of peace and prosperity, positivity, and innovation. But unknown influences after 400 AD caused this rich aesthetic and cultural growth to fade out. And the people in the vicinity of Rosemary Hills returned to a simpler, more limited lifestyle for the next many hundred years. People of Rosemary Hills, after a long ice age, we can have a new dawn, a new golden age. It's happened before, and it can happen once again. I know you're out there. I know you've been waiting. I know you've been hoping. It has been a long time, an icy time, but you didn't forget. No, we can never forget the sun will shine on Rosemary Hills again, because we remember, we remember Wim Pharos and we believe that when a tree, fa- oh, wait, one second. We remember, we remember Wim Faros, and we believe.
1: When a tree falls in a forest and no one's around to hear it, It makes a sound.
0: Live from the attic in a townhouse at the edge of a golf course that isn't a golf course anymore. In a land where the giant elk and mastodons and bully mammoth once roamed. Wim Pharos also roamed free. In a land where once the woodland people made pottery and had complicated cultural activities. Later, Wim Faros made the music. In a land where Deirdre Gardner listened to Wim Pharos make that music back in the 1990s, live from that place, standing on the very hills that the glacier left behind, live from Deirdre Gardner's attic, it's me, Cody Elwood, in for Deirdre Gardner, and this is It Makes a Sound. Listeners, hello. I don't have much time. I know you probably have lots of questions. I know you've probably been wondering what's up with the band. I know you haven't heard from Deirdre since the concert at the clubhouse, and that's a long time. But as they say, time is a construct. I'm not totally sure what it means, but it sounds like construction, and there's going to be a lot of construction here in Rosemary Hills real soon. There's a bulldozer parked right by my house, which... At first, I thought it looked kind of cool, but it's really not cool, because it's going to bulldoze my house, and they're going to build a cemetery. So maybe time is like construction, because it creates and it destroys. Anyway, I know you're wondering where Deirdre is. That's hard to explain quickly, but don't worry. She still remembers Wimpharos. Of course she does. It's... Obviously, because of her, because of Deirdre Gardner, that we all remember Wim Pharos. We all know that Deirdre showed us the way. Oh, and Deirdre knows that you loved the video of Ghost Year, so thank you. Thank you, listeners, thank you so much for commenting on the video. We at It Makes us Sound are really grateful and we love all the comments, except for the mean ones. Those are stupid and you should delete them. But Deirdre saw what you said back then, that you remember Wim Faros and that Wim Faros lives. She saw it and it made her so happy. She was so happy that she made us remember. I'm sure Deirdre wishes she could be here with you right now, listeners. But hang tight, because Deirdre will be back. She'll come back as soon as possible. And there will be more music with the band and it will be awesome. And we will bring the music, lost but now found, straight into your ears, just like before. Trust me, it's just that here in Rosemary Hills, Things have been kinda tricky, schedule-wise. Not gonna lie. It has, uh... So... Like, the concert from the video. I mean, that was incredible, of course. Like, best day of our lives. And we are so glad you love our work and that you remember Wim Pharoos. And please, keep hashtagging Wim Pharoos Lives. Keep spreading the word. It matters. Thank you so much. But, um, so... What you don't know is that after the concert, there was some police activity, which totally happens at rock concerts. Not a big deal in general. You get used to it, but it was kind of a thing. And Deirdre was, because she fronts the band, that means she leads it. She got in trouble for a little bit. And then a few months later, we helped Emma move into the nursing home. And so the band was mostly hanging out there. We had some gigs there, worked on our set. But Emma hasn't been feeling as well lately, so it's different now. And um, well, also now Rod's gone. So you see, everybody has been thinking about where to move to because if we live on the golf course, we have to leave, but mostly like my mom and everyone's just been talking about it a lot. But Rod actually did it. He moved to a different state. He did it for love. And you know, it's tough. It's tough, man, but, um, that happens in bands sometimes. I'm happy for him, because you're supposed to be happy when someone's in love, I guess. And Rod really seemed happy about it. I miss, we all miss jamming with him, though. Jamming's when you improvise with other musicians. He gave me a new drum set before he left, which is really awesome, and... So, I've been working on some new stuff. So, yeah, listeners, as you can see, there's um, a few things that we at It Makes a Sound are figuring out right now. Some technical difficulties, also very common with bands, which we are working on. Uh, my manager, Tommy Nehart, was helping, but he's currently overseas. But it's all gonna be okay. It's all going to work out. I know it will. And that's because of you, listeners. Because you are out there. And you remember Wim Pharos. And you can say that you're with the band. You're with us. And that's why today is a very important day because we have at last returned to the source. We are back in the attic where we all first hearkened to Deirdre's call. We hearkened. And now that we're back, we can continue our quest to unpack the attic, which led us to the music once and will lead us to the music again. And so we hearken Harken! People of Rosemary Hills, can I get a hark? Oh, shh, shh, sorry, no, we, we, we can't be too loud. If you're just joining us, hello, and welcome back to a special episode of It Makes a Sound. I'm Cody Elwood, drummer of the band, in just temporarily for Deirdre Gardner, coming to you from a historic location, right here. In this very attic, Deirdre Gardner discovered a cassette tape containing the only known recording of the first concert of Wim Ferrose, given here in the Rosemary Hills Clubhouse. As you know, that concert took place at my mother, Trisha Elwood's eighth grade graduation party. We know that cassette tape was tragically eaten by my mom's crappy old boombox, which is still right here. Here is the scandalous boombox. And so the voice of Wim Faros himself was never heard again. Not yet, anyway. But what we found out is that Emma, Deirdre's mom, Mrs. Gardner, she could remember the songs on the tape. And look, look. Here, listeners, here is the chalkboard where we wrote down all of Wim's lyrics and chords, all of your favorite hits, Magic Eye, Sad But Not Depressed, Youth Grows Old, and more. Rod helped us find these chords. And look, here's the toy flute he used to play around with. That was funny, wasn't it? Oh. We used lots of things to make the music because Deirdre Gardner wanted the people of Rosemary Hills to know what she knew. And so we all helped her. And we did it we revived the music against all odds just when you thought it couldn't be done we did it together we were a band a great band and one by one we pieced together the songs from the attic tape and brought the music of Wim pharaohs back to life here in this attic so let's take a moment to take it in let's breathe it in Breathe in the air of this historic space and breathe it out. And we're breathing it back in. And we will keep unpacking the attic. I mean, just today, as I was unpacking the attic, I made the very important discovery of that book. It's called From Prairie to Pavement, The Rosemary Hills Story. And it's extremely- extremely interesting. And there's more. The book says, Property of Rosemary Hills Library. But the thing is, we don't have a library in Rosemary Hills. And there's a card glued to inside of the book. I'm not sure why, but the card has a list of names on it. I don't know the other names, but at the top of the list is the name Deirdre Gardner. In her handwriting with the date, March 29th, 1990. So what we can conclude is that Deirdre took the book from the library and maybe never gave it back. But where would you bring it back to? Where did the library go? It doesn't say in this book. In this book, there's still a library. There's pictures of the library, the actual library this book was taken from. So, listeners, what I am thinking is that... Cody? Yeah? Are you okay? Yep. I'm fine. I'm sorry, listeners, if I have to go. This has been a special episode of It Makes a Sound. I'm Cody Elwood. How's it going up there? Uh, good. I got a lot of stuff down from the shelves, and I started to sort them into the piles that you wanted. Okay, great. Um, oh, hey, Deirdre, what about everything on the desk? Which pile should I put it in? Um, the toss pile. But, no, it's... It's all this stuff, like the boombox and the wind chime, the newspapers. Oh, here's here's Wim's troll doll, the patriotic troll. Oh, Werther's candies.
1: All the stuff we found in the time capsule. I don't need any of it, Cody. It's all just old and broken, and it's it's just junk. Do you want to come up and see? No. I actually, I have to get going. Oh, here's your weaving, Deirdre. That can go in the toss pile, too. I can't keep any of it, Cody. There's no room. But then let's call it a day, okay? It's getting dark. You should head home. Oh.
0: Yeah, okay. Um... Hey, Deirdre, is it okay if I just stay a little longer and, and finish organizing a few more things? I'm almost done with this one pile.
1: Sure, I guess. If, it's, uh, if it'd be okay with your mom that you're here.
0: Yeah, it's, it's fine with her. Totally fine.
1: Okay. 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 Thanks, Cody.
0: See you later. Bye, Deirdre. I love this weaving. someone in the future found this in an archeological dig, I think they'd think it was pretty cool. There's peacocks on the roof. Listeners, maybe we're not part of a golden age. I don't think, thing is, listeners, I don't know if the band can come back together. Everybody's leaving. I think that maybe it's like we're all in the time with the unknown influences that make us limited. I don't know. I guess time is a construct. Deirdre actually asked me to pack up the attic, not unpack it. The thing is, you do have to unpack things before you can pack them up again. I was starting to make a pile of things that might give her goosebumps. You know, the good kind? To remind her? That boombox should be thrown out, I guess. It doesn't work. And you can't plug it in or it shocks you, which hurts a lot. It's really dangerous. I hate it. Well, maybe I'll just take it home. What the- Hello? Hey! There's someone down there with a flashlight! Listeners, if you're still there, listeners, it's dark. I, I didn't see anyone, but th- but they left a box at the door. A little box with a label. To those that made the sound. Maybe they saw the light on in the attic? Can I uh, open it? it? It's for us, right? Okay, I, I have to open it. I'm opening it! It's... It's a Crystal Pepsi? One bottle of Crystal Pepsi. And a note! I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. I am Wim Farrow's. The light is back! Oh I thought I saw, but it's gone. It's dark again. Hello? Come back. You can come back. It's Cody. It's just Cody. They're gone.
1: It Makes a Sound is written, directed, and produced by Jacqueline Landgraf. Sound designed and engineered by me, Vincent Cachillon. Production assistance and dialogue editing by Felicia Dominguez. Our story consultant and head of the Rosemary Hills Historical Society is Anya Saffer. The credits music is by Nate Waida. Cody's music box song was Eric Satie's Gymnopadie. With Melissa Mahoney as Cody Elwood, and Jacqueline Landgraf as Deirdre Gardner. A very special thank you to our Patreon subscribers, especially the esteemed vice presidents of the Wim Pharaohs fan club, Liam Everett, Jason Mayland, and Drew Poinsett. Come join the club on Patreon. For more info on the show, to buy merch, and see transcripts, go to itmakesasound.com. We hope you'll spread the word that we're back in town town being your rss feed that's rss for rosemary hills can i get a hark thanks for listening and until next time may your cultural activities be highly stylized and may you remember Wim pharos Hello, everyone. It's Jacqueline, creator of It Makes a Sound. We're so happy to be back, and we wouldn't be back without our Patreon supporters. So I wanted to again thank everyone who's gotten on the bandwagon and joined us in the spirit of collective creation to help make this new chapter a reality. And look, it's a reality. It worked. It's happening. And we hope that this new season will bring more listeners on over to the official Wim Farrow's Fan Club on Patreon. Pledge monthly or annually and be part of all the backstage action. Patreon supporters have gotten peeks into the creative process of the show, director's notes, early demos of songs, special merch, and bonus content. It's a good club. Come join us on patreon.com forward slash it makes a sound. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it.